again, and welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Viver, and with me is our guest, Mike Soren. Uh, this is episode 99 for Clone Force 99 of the Bad Batch Season 2 premiere. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, January 4th of 2023. And if you haven't listened to this show or watched it before, this podcast focuses on the world of animation. In each episode, we feature all the latest news from around the animation industry and the main topic discussing a TV series, film, or something else, whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion. If it's animated, it's up for discussion to geek out about. But wait! There's more! This is a crossover episode, and Mike's here with the, the, the sweet... Ah! Yeah. I fooled you all! <laughs> uh, welcome to the Home Maneuver Podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Mike. We're two hard-working dads trying to immerse ourselves into Star Wars and fit it into our very busy lives. And, again, if this is your first time listening and or watching in this sometimes short-form Star Wars podcast, we'll share our thoughts on different topics from a galaxy far, far away. Hey, Mike, uh, which program do Jedi use to open PDF files? I don't know. That seems like I'm dealing in absolutes here. And only a Sith does that, which it's, is itself an absolute. Uh, Adobe Juan Kenobi. Yes. I do like it. So, yes, uh, listeners, if you're listening to this and or watching this, uh, this is episode 99 of Animation Fascination. But it is also episode 35 of The Holdem Maneuver. So this is a team-up crossover episode uh where Mike is both a guest on Animation Fascination and the co-host of Hold'em Maneuver. It is a... I'm everything. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a paradox in and of itself. Uh, so this episode, we're going to be talking about the two-episode season premiere for the season two uh, premiere of The Bad Batch that just got added on to Disney Plus today, uh, January 4th, 2023. Uh, before we get into talking about the premiere and then kind of Mike's basically uh, binging of the first season and uh, a little bit of uh, like the kind of backdoor pilot episodes yeah, um, of the Bad Batch getting into it, uh, we have our recommendations that we usually do on an animation fascination. Uh, so mine this week uh, is both animated and Star Wars. It is how it should have ended. Uh, how Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi should have ended. Uh, and these guys always do uh, like really great, uh, clever, uh, funny takes on like the stories of whatever they're doing a riff on. Mm-hmm. I thought this one was, was pretty funny for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah, it was a good little uh, thing. I laughed, especially at the Qui-Gon Jinn part, where he's like, wait, you can survive being stabbed in the stomach? Yeah. <laughs> Like pe- people just get get stabbed in the stomach and survive now. Cool, 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 cool. cool yeah, we cool. heal with the force. Just move on. <laughs> yeah, and the, I like there's uh, like a kind of a long running joke they've done with like a bunch of their Star Wars how it should have ended. now, uh, mm-hmm. where like when Anakin finds out that he's a dad, how he goes excited all like around like all like wherever he is, and he's like, "Oh, have you guys heard? <laughs> I'm a dad." So I liked how they continued that in, in this one too. I was wondering if that was a, a running gag. It seemed, yeah, they kind of seemed like they'd done it before. They probably have a compilation 
uh, on one on the channel probably somewhere or like all of their Star Wars ones so far. Um, mm. Those would probably be fun to watch back to back. But yeah, that's my recommendation, and I'll have that in our show notes because uh, this episode will also be on the Animation Fascination website too, so you can check out the link there too. My recommendation isn't something to watch; it's something to read. I'm sure there's podcasts or videos out there discussing the topic, but I stumbled across a notion well, the other day, and I just there's a lot of articles out there. I picked one for the show notes. Just Google it and go from go from there. But there's a notion that within the next five years, maybe that's a short time frame, AI will eliminate all human animators. And that yeah. animation companies are going to lay off every human being and just solely use AI to create animation. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. For I don't think it will, personally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like the whole like AI art um, and stuff's kind of like a scary proposition, Most mostly for like a lot of just like uh, where that's a lot of artists like sole means of income is like you know commissions doing art mm-hmm. s- selling that to people that commission to it and making a living off of that and then if people just start using like the ar a art ai art <laughs> generators um and that kind of takes that away from them at that point and like I don't know. I've I've had a lot of good experiences with working with like different people that have created art for mm-hmm. like different shows. Like um, speaking of how it should have ended, like Otis Frampton that did some art for us back in the day for Animation Fascination, or uh, like Audie Norman that I worked with for some other stuff, or even Austin uh, Madison who did the Animation Fascination logos, and Ralph who did our Hold the Maneuver logo. So mm-hmm. if if that was just uh, like a AI doing the logo, they they definitely want to look as great. No, there's a human touch yeah. that can't be yeah. re- recreated. And um, talking about artists and making commissions off stuff, if anything, I can see AI cheapening the art market and making human stuff more valuable. But yeah, it's definitely but, definitely a topic to to think about and like look into especially over the next few years as it's kind of um even like between like that and like the you know like the respeacher stuff that they've started using mm-hmm. with, for like for that even in like deep fake yeah, and all that crap yeah so it's good using the correct means for it but you can definitely see scary uses for like both like the respeacher and mm-hmm. uh, deep fake like because you, you could essentially just make like a video at some point of just put someone else's face on it and change their voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, like the right person, or I guess the wrong person could make a video of someone that's like living, uh, and have it, have it make them like saying some outlandish <laughs> stuff and it goes mm-hmm. online. And then you're like, is that real? Or is that fake? Right. That's so, the world we live in. Yeah. That, that already happens when you know it's fake and people still think of the person's at it. Yeah. So that's why it's even scarier. <laughs> Uh, but segueing from that, we're going to get into our discussion of the Bad Batch. So before we talk about the premiere, uh, kind of recap it in the way that you watched all of season one. And <laughs> This was such a challenge for me, and not from a standpoint of the being bad. 
it's just everything that could go wrong would, it seemed. Like, I'd sit down, okay, I'm going to watch an episode. Phone rings. Okay, I'm going to watch an episode. Oh, emergency at work. I got to go in unexpectedly. Okay, I'm going to sit down and watch three episodes. The kid won't go to sleep. Like, <laughs> it just, or I get sick. It's just so stupid. All the things that happened to prevent me from watching it. I got through it, so I didn't enjoy it as much as I probably should have. And but it was enjoyable. I will say uh, I don't care for Omega. <laughs> like I have no feelings toward that clone at all. Like they try to build it to be like this father daughter thing with her and Hunter, and I'm just like I and I'm not buying it. Like that is especially because she's older than you. <laughs> all right, technically, yeah, I guess, yeah, because with the there's the whole dynamic too that the like in recent star wars like uh, between like the obi-wan kenobi series with like obi-wan and leia and that yeah and then like uh grogu and dinjar mm-hmm. and mandalorian and then like with hunter and the rest of the bad batch with omega uh it'll be interesting to see if they ever have her run into boba which i guess technic which i guess technically is alpha if she's omega um mm-hmm. where yeah because she's essentially just the female they're the same person yeah the female <laughs> version of boba uh mm. so that that would be interesting if that ever happens on the show uh now did you get a chance to watch kind of like those backdoor pilot episodes i that did were not get to seven? those all right i did not and so i have not watched those yet <laughs> i'm gonna put this in the the show notes too i think but uh screen rant uh or not screen rant, 15 minute screen crush yeah, did the like the recap of like all of season one as well as those uh, mm. six, five or six episodes from which that that thing you're talking about made a point that I was just like, holy hell! I didn't expect, I didn't think of that. That the rancor they save, oh yeah, is the one Luke kills. Yeah, it could, it, where like, it could be. Yeah, because I I was thinking of that too because it's definitely not the one that that Boba. Rides, rides in Book of Boba Fett because that would be after that. After the fact, but yeah, I now what was the, like your your favorite bits of uh, season one of the Bad Batch when you were going through? I like this Camino stuff. I wish it took they did more with that because that was like, interesting. How they basically like blow it up. We don't need it anymore. We stole the scientist. Like yeah. that whole story, that whole storyline. I wish they had a little more focus in. Yeah, it would be and interesting then, to see if they do any more uh, with like the cloners from there, since mm-hmm. they're not all dead. Uh, but well, what then, happened, like I, I missed it. I thought they evacuated and like got some people to safety. Yeah, they they did get a few of them off there, and then. Uh, like it's it's also interesting, like with like their their one like Clone Force ninety nine brother, uh, where mm-hmm. like even though like since they were like like the defective clones, the um, Order sixty six chip in their brains didn't really work as it should have. Uh, right. So even though like his didn't work, he's he's like, no, nah, I still want to like work for the Empire. I'm. I removed my chip a long time ago. Yeah, I, I, I'm just cross eye or crosshair or whatever his name was. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm just a douche. I'm, I just want to, I just want to do this. Well, that's the other thing. Um, in watching 
what I've embarked on over the past year and reviewing movies and doing this podcast and watching all this stuff is learning how one dimensional characters seem to be written for TV shows. Oh, yeah. Like, so you can tell who's who just by like listening. You don't have to hear their names. Yeah. And it's just like baffling to me. What's really impressive though, too, is like D Bradley Baker is the entire bad batch outside of Omega. Um, but, mm-hmm. so that's just kind of interesting. Like when you watch it, and then, talking to himself. yeah, and, you, and then you forget that it's D Bradley Baker in a scene with D Bradley Baker and a scene with D mm-hmm. Bradley Baker. Right. It's, it's essentially like the animated version of like orphan black where like Tatiana mm-hmm. Maslany was all of the characters on that show, which were also clones. Uh, right. But I, I think, yeah, my favorite stuff in that in season one, two was like, especially the season finale stuff there with like everything on Camino, all the animation mm-hmm. in that finale of season one was great. Uh, we haven't seen Crosshair yet here in season two yet. Uh, there was some no. s- stuff uh, that I think when you were watching that season one that um, because you haven't seen season seven of Clone Wars that some of the those look like the Martell sisters uh, that mm-hmm. you may have not. Yeah, I was like, I don't know who these people are. Like, why do I care about them? Yeah, and then like you saw, you met Hera Zendula in the first season of Bad Batch two, which she's also from uh, Rebels. And then in the first episode of the Bad Batch, the um, like the Padawan that's with the the Jedi in that that they're kind of going after mm-hmm. initially at first is uh, Kanan from the Bad Batch, or sorry, not from the Bad Batch, from Rebels as well, who Freddie Prince Jr. did the voice of on that show. So it's, mm-hmm. um, I like how that season one kind of had like all these like intersecting characters that we would see later on. Like you saw Fennec Shand in that too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, at first I was like, I know this person, but where? And then it dawned on me. Yeah. So it's cool that like she showed up there, which they would have had to have done that like a way before, like they filmed the stuff for Mando and um, mm-hmm. book of Boba Fett. That's what I was trying to figure out was the timeline and all that. And then I was like, well, yeah, this was clone wars and, Book yeah. of Boba Fett's after Jedi. What's funny about that is like, wow, uh, Fennec Shan really doesn't 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 age too much over like the course of like mm. what like fifty years. And I have to say that while it's cool, Omega's energy bow that she steals has to be one of the most like useless weapons in terms of being um, efficient. In battle, yeah, because Although, everyone else is like rapid firing, and you have to like pull this thing. Like, I was like, that's a cool concept, but she would have been shot 30 times. She can't run out of, of arrows like normal archers. She, she's got no, the, in movies, no archers run out of arrows. Are you kidding me? Except when Hawkeye goes to grab it and he's like, oh crap, hit somebody with the bow. Um, but, yeah, I. <laughs> The oh, some of the like Cad Bane shows up in that that first season as well. And I think that's yeah, and um, Saw Gerrera shows up and looks I nothing have... like Saw Gerrera from the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, because when is it? I'm trying to remember what he looks like. Is he bald in that at that point? No, he's got like I think it was like a flat top. Okay, yeah, because that's that's got to be as close to the time period as like we first saw him in the Clone Wars where he looks nothing like Forrest Whitaker because at that point, mm-hmm. when he first showed up in the Clone Wars. 
had, he, he wasn't he had Forrest Whitaker yet in Rogue One. Right. Um, but, yeah. But like, it, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's interesting to follow uh, Saw's timeline, just, like, between, like, everything that he's shown up in now, between, like, Bad Batch and uh, Andor and Rogue One and the Star Wars mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order and Rebels. <laughs> and Everywhere. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much been in since... Yeah, since I want to say yes, Rogue One, um, he's kind of been all over the place because they they've inserted him into that as like a pre-existing character that they'd had in Clone Wars, and then now it's just like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, enough lead up into uh, talking about the season two premiere. In so the, these first two episodes we had were uh, Spoils of War and Ruins of War. It's two episodes, kind of a two-part story told over like these, like this, like fifty minutes or so. Uh, I'm curious if they chose to do it that way versus the long first episode, like they did in season one, to get the same. Like if Disney was like, total, you can't do that. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, that's usually how a lot of the season ones are for a lot of the recent animated Disney uh, Star Wars stuff between like Rebels and. Uh, Clone Wars and a few other things, but I thought this one was interesting too. This one had more kind of callbacks to stuff that had been shown in the Clone Wars series too. Uh, it's like with going to Dooku's planet to uh, essentially raid his war chest of like... How do these people get all these castles and like what the hell? They're well, just, how do you not know they're evil when they're building like fortress castles? To be fair with Dooku, like his family was already kind of like like royalty on that <laughs> planet. This and this is supposed to be uh, what was it, Ord Mortel? Or no, that's not where uh, they they go for Dooku's planet. But um, like this is Sereno. where, yeah, like where his, yeah, Sereno, um, like where his like throne room is and everything. This just showed up a lot in the Clone Wars. Um, mm. So it's cool to have them have like a little bit of callbacks to like what we saw was like the elevator underneath his desk, uh, right there. Now, like, what did what did you like the the most out of uh, this first episode? Of, like, how they were setting up? Like, they had like the new armor that the the clone. I had. like they inserted. Um, I, I beat this drum all the time. Some of the comedy I always miss in Star Wars. Yeah. They were kind of leaning on that in the beginning where they're like, Wrecker, we went over this five times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that little bit. It, I? So I was, uh, that was kind of, that was just tickled my heart. Um, oh, I, it's like, they did a nice job pacing it, I thought. It didn't, it didn't feel too fast and it didn't drag, like it was just for me. But they, um, Downfall is they were really leaning on have you guys having emotions for Omega and like her fitting in like with that little quip of we wouldn't be here if we didn't save her or whatever it was. I have like sure she kind of feels like a burden to the rest mm-hmm. of the clones there. And I was like, to me, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, I, I uh, guess, it was inter- yeah, I guess if if like she doesn't work for you, then like some of the stuff may fall a little bit flat. I just like I don't understand. I just don't understand why it doesn't. I haven't pinpointed. 
it could be the fact that I had to watch this in such broken up fashion and interrupted fashion that I was let some things bleed in my annoyance of other things bleed into the show. But yeah, with- I was, it was cool. The, um, that escape pod thing where they're, Oh yeah. With all the, like the shipping crates had like the, <laughs> the thrusters placed on top of mm-hmm. them as well. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I liked that. And like, because they essentially had her doing like homework of, yeah. you know, like the Delta class and Lambda class shuttles. Uh, she mm-hmm. ended up knowing, like, oh, uh, what kind of this? Okay, so then this, and then that. Um, and I, uh, I think I brought this up to you too, where like the clones are kind of essentially almost like the Ninja Turtles in a way. Um, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, where like tech is like kind of sort of Donatello. I have to say, mm-hmm. I, there's not really a like a one for one uh, like Raphael and Michelangelo. But I'd probably say that record would probably be closer to Michelangelo with, yeah. the, with the build of Raphael. Um, mm-hmm. And then Echo is maybe more like Raphael as far as like character-wise. And then Hunter would be Leonardo. But And then, uh, what's his name? Their, their brother. Crosshair. Yeah, Crosshair is uh, Shredder. There you go. He's the ooze that went down the drain. Um, he, he's Venus. The I, wa- <laughs> I was uh, excited to hear Wanda Sykes' voice for that Fee uh, Genoa, oh, yeah. who that because Wanda Sykes is hilarious to me. So I thought we were going to get more comedy from that, but I think she's going to be more of a character going throughout the season. I like how they kind of made her character look kind of sort of like Wanda Sykes. Mm-hmm. I like Sid in this too, with uh, who's Ray Perlman. Uh, Danny DeVito's former wife. Um, I was wondering. I was wondering that I didn't look it up. I was like, I knew she was married to him, which is kind of funny because I, like she's running like a bar in that, so it's like a. Remember when she was in yeah. Cheers? Yeah. Now, in this, now was was there anything that kind of stood out in this first episode? That. Well, I didn't. One thing I, because I, again, how I watched the first season, they're like, this will pay off our debt to Sid. I'm like, what the hell debt do they have to her? Yeah. I'm I not, thought they were just. I'm not still really sure about that either, other than maybe she's just like, you guys have a debt to me. In some. I just, like, I missed weird. that. And I was like, how do you have a debt? I thought you were just making money together. Yeah. I think that's more just so she can keep, like, kind of. Like, she likes them, but she's also, like, using them at the same time. Oh, well, um, yeah, it's her nature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, so that's been some interesting stuff with that, too. And I, I liked that, like, I guess, in the end, like, the, the whole thing between these two episodes was kind of, like, Echo's um, idea of what they would use the, like, the war chest uh, mm-hmm. money for and, like, what Hunter wanted to use it for. Uh, where, like, Hunter wants to secure basically to just, like, keep, like, them and their family, like, safe. And where Echo, mm. because, like, he had been, like, trapped and with, like, Nipper for so long, he, like, kind of knows the importance of wanting to use it to go and help other um, people that mm. might need it as well, too. So, it's, I'm assuming that's going to be, like, another kind of plot element that, like, kind of goes back and forth this season of the show as well. Yeah, I felt that was a little foreshadowy. Yeah. Now, 
Now, there's some other stuff that happens in here, too, like more so in like the second episode, uh, where we see a little bit more of with um, the the sorry the Empire uh, character, the Roman Adele, you know, like the the general with them. I'm just the I'm terrible with Star Wars names, so I'm trying to Don't find a picture of him so I can be like, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> He's he's not the one who in the end like shoots uh, the one dude like right in the face, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, and like with the, with the clone that's like you know being very honorable and following right. orders and everything, and even doing that still gets shot and falls from a very far height. High place. Yeah. So yeah, that's. That seems like that'll be like another thing happening this season where it's like more of them uh, going after, like more him kind of like going after uh, like the Bad Batch so that mm. like Tarkin doesn't find out, find out that. Yeah, because he was all like, if Tarkin finds out, he'll be mad at me essentially. Yeah. So why don't you fudge this report? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like in between like these two episodes, two tech kind of gets injured from like the whole ordeal with the the shipping crate, you know, crashing mm. multiple times. Yeah, 150 kilograms of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I liked all, all that. Like, was there... There was one thing I just that made me dawn on. Whenever they use their binoculars, if you look at the bottom, they're always at 375 meters or whatever. Whatever that number is on the bottom is always 375. No matter how far or how close they are. Which, okay, la- you're being lazy with your animation, but I get why, because it's, like, trivial. But I noticed it. I was like, man, they're always at that distance. What the heck? Yeah, that's... I wonder if we went like if we went and checked on, in Obi-Wan if, like, that's what it's showing on his binoculars there, too. When he's... What, what became the meme of him, like, looking at Luke, and then it was just, like, mm. him... Uh, it is something to to keep it in touch with. <laughs> and I've uh, also always laughed because of the kilograms remark, how they used the metric system in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> oh yeah, a long, long time ago. I think we comment on that, Rick, yeah, just because it's like kind of based off like European mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So since the U.S. is the only basically country, yeah, we're that, like one of two people who use the imperial system. Yeah, which you'd, you'd think that the Empire being the Imperial Alliance, they'd use it. Would use the uh, Imperial, not metric. <laughs> that is that is very 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 interesting. Uh, yeah, Tech basically breaks his like femur in this episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if there will be in like any other passage of time in here too, or if like that's just going to be like a thing that goes through the season because that that would take like a, a long time for well they're clones they, aren't they designed to heal faster yeah a bit, i'm not sure exactly how that all works with them though since they're like essentially like mutant clones crosshair got shot in the back of the head and he was yeah sick. and then he had, he had all those burns on his face so i guess we'll i guess we'll see how that how whatever that the hell happened to wrecker's face been very badly burned 
<laughs> it's beginning to smell a bit like almonds, which is no, not just good. <laughs> the bone has gone through the skin. If anyone knows the movie, comment now. Yeah, there you go. Um, now, I, th- I thought some of the stuff in here, too, was, was interesting, just like in general with uh, with Romar and like kind of like him being from that that planet that Dooku uh, on Serrano um, mm-hmm. and like how like the whole backstory there that's kind of like an interesting side effect to all of that as well so I'm I'm also just curious kind of like if that will lead to anything from that mm-hmm. um, I'm just like in general I, I like how this these two episodes set up a lot of things that could play out over the course of this first season or sorry, not first second season of the show. Um, Mm. But what do you like from what we saw in this, what do you think may happen? Like going forward from here? Well, one question I have was in the first season, did they clone Romar? I don't believe so. Because at one point they're evacuating Camino. they're, They're walking down the hallway with like, nine little clones and they look just like that guy. Hmm. So I was curious, like what happened with them? Um, I feel like echoes little storylines and a comeback. Like he says to Omega. Yeah, we will make that choice over again. Every time, no matter what, essentially we, you're not, a, let me reassure you, you're not a mistake, but I feel like there's going to be something Something with that war chest that was missing, like they're gonna, he's going to go back for it, or someone. Maybe that's where Crosshair comes in. Like Echo tells him about it. Yeah. Well, someone goes back for it. Yeah, and like she essentially gets like the the toy from it. Um, the kaleidoscope. Yeah, like the 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 real friends were the the real treasure were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> but yeah, I. And I like the whole thing, like, it's kind of like a, like a story trope, but like where like, like a group gets separated and then the two episodes, like the stories about them trying to find their way back to each right. other. And it's usually like the, the diametrically posed, like viewpoints are mm-hmm. separated. So it was actually interesting that it was more, um, that they were, wait, I'm, I'm mixing up who Romar is. My bad. Okay. They're, they're all, I, all white, Eastern, European-looking... I was thinking of that Admiral Rampart guy who got clones of him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, think, I, I, was... I feel like a lot of this might be set up in backstory for uh, eventually, somehow, Palpatine returned. Now I see Romar was the old dude who was like, I guess I, you gotta come to my house. Like, I guess I have no choice. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm definitely. I I really enjoyed like these first two episodes. Although uh, I don't know if like like me if um, now that we're we're getting a little bit older, if you sometimes get like uh, <laughs> like the sleepies while you're watching stuff. Not and does it have anything to do with? It, it depends on what it is. Yeah, like and, if and I'm just, interested in it, I'm good to go. If it's like two tickets to paradise or tickets, whatever the hell that Jennifer, not that George Clooney, Julia Roberts movie was, I I could care less. And I wanted to fall asleep so many times. So like, yeah, with, with me, it's like, 
even if I like whatever I'm, I'm watching, like if it's past a certain time of the day and I'm watching something, or if I like, I just woke up at a certain, like super early that day, I will fall asleep. <laughs> so in this, in this second episode, it wasn't for I mean, any... I'll be tired if I'm doing it, but I'm not like my innate ability to be like, Oh, I got to finish this. Like Trump's, anything physiological that's like, no, you need to go to have to sleep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause like I was watching, I was watching the second episode and, and I nodded off. So I had a, and it wasn't for any lack of anything in the episode, but it's just, I was like, I woke up at like quarter after four in the morning today. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. Well, I didn't ha- I, th- I've binge watched things where, I've stayed up till like five in the morning, got up to go to work the next day. And then like on my lunch break, I'm sitting there watching something else. And I'm like, I should be sleeping, but I'm just like glued to whatever I'm binging. Oh man. Was there, yeah. So I ultimately had to like rewind it and rewatch like the last 10 minutes of the second episode again. I did like a half rewatch of both of them where I had it playing, but I was doing other things and like, I was like kind of just listening to it instead of like paying attention to the visuals. Yeah, so I've watched it twice technically, if you, well, if you will. Um, out of both these episodes, was there anything that stood out to you the most of something story wise or um, character wise or just anything between like this premiere and what you saw in season one that you like more? Just in these, I thought episodes? in season one that clones were all killed off or disabled or something. And they switched to stormtroopers. They're starting to make like, like the transition. Um, but they are still using, I think quite a bit of like depending. Cause there was that whole scene where tech was using clone codes. Yeah. One thing most, well, this episode, I think it was episode yeah, the second one, where Omega goes in the cliff to get the treasure, and Echo has to save her, and they're just like, I guess I'm, maybe they're in the shipping crate, and that's why the thing was there, but the droid port that they always use to do things in was just like in such a random-ass place. I was like, who installed that there? But maybe I just missed that that was the shipping container they were in the whole time. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh yeah, I liked I I just liked how they had like the story set up in both of these. Um, uh, I'm liking how how they are building up Omega's character a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I am curious. To Maybe see I'll that. care about her. I <laughs> uh, like because there's lots of lots of theories that like she might be force sensitive too. Because like that's like another yeah, thing. That. Like with playing with how like the um, cloners were essentially trying to play around with. Mm-hmm. Clones being able to be force sensitive since it's not supposed to happen since they're that's supposed to be like a backup plan that Palpatine had Sheev, Mr. Sheev Palpatine had mm-hmm. so that he could <laughs> make himself again. Right. Which Well, one thing that I'm really hoping doesn't happen is Palpatine shows up in all this. I think if he does it'll be like how he already has, like in season one where it's like Yeah, the like, hologram, whatever, footage. it was like the announcement from that we yeah, saw for, in the movies. Yeah, I think if anything, I'm just like, be like really hoping they don't like that. shoehorn him in is like talking to the Caminos again or something. 
Yeah, I think in the the trailer there was like a shot of him, but again, I think it's probably going to be like this thing where it's like from a different something we've already seen from a a certain point of view, right? So it should be interesting to see how that happens. And they released uh, the uh, like all of the uh, episode titles for the Bad Batch season two. So, mm-hmm. like, with this show, um, at least for the whole maneuver, we're not going to be doing, like, a week-by-week week, uh, coverage of it, kind of like we did with Andor and, like, what mm-hmm. we're doing for Mandalorian. Um, but I'm going to rewatch those seasons because I forgot a lot about them. Oh, yeah. Uh, but what I think we will end up doing with this is that uh, when the finale airs in March, like, around... I think around like the third or fourth episode of Mando, we'll kind of check back in with like what we thought of like the season overall mm-hmm. on that. Uh, and they, so like they did release all of the episode titles. So, I mean, you can't really tell too much about what's going to happen in these just based because a lot of them are just like one, one word titles. Uh, like next mm-hmm. week is like the solitary clone. So that's, uh, a little bit longer, but then they're like a lot of them are just like faster and tuned tribe. Well, solitary clone might be uh, what's his name, Crosshair. Yeah, possibly. Maybe it's an episode about him. Uh, there's the clone conspiracy, truth and consequences, the crossing, retrieval, metamorphosis, the outpost, Pabu, tipping point, <laughs> the summit, and then the finale is called Plan Ninety Nine. So, uh, and that's supposed to air on March 29th. So that's about like a, a month into like uh, Mando's season three return at that point. Mm-hmm. So uh, for like about a month in March, we'll have like two different Star Wars shows running consecutive, consecutively around the same time. So Did they do of, that before with something? They had uh, Tales of the Jedi kind of came out like around like while Andor was still on. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what might be what they, I'm thinking about. They dropped it all at once since it was like like the short story kind of thing with yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it's what, six episodes at nine minutes a piece at most? Yeah. So, yeah, it should be interesting to see like what else comes from this season. I I know that I'm liking it so far. I'll probably rewatch yeah, I enjoyed it again uh, before like the next episodes. But, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to say before we kind of close out on our discussion of these two episodes? As much as I don't want Palpatine to show up, I feel like there might be a Vader appearance in some fashion. Yeah. I don't know what that entails, but I just feel like I'm trying to predict who from like the movies is going to show up. I think Vader might. I think Bale might. Yeah, I want to say Bell so, was in one of the trailers for this second season. So Jimmy Schmidt, Jimmy Smith is gonna get his money. <laughs> Heck yeah! Um, yeah, and this sh- this show's already done a good job, like in the first season too, of kind of interweaving pre-existing characters that we've seen in other series, um, mm-hmm. whether it's animation or live action. Um, so I feel like they'll be. It'll continue to probably do that in season two with other characters. Maybe some of the ones that we already saw in season one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some more in season two. We know, like, in the trailer, like, Captain Rex was in there. He was, like, a big character in the Clone Wars. Um, right. Yeah, I was assuming he was coming back. Yeah, so that should be interesting to see if anything happens with that there. Uh, that does a little bit more. Because uh, there's stuff with him, with Captain Rex, in the Rebel series where he's, like, with two other uh, clones. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if maybe they set any of that kind of stuff up for later mm-hmm. on there. Um, but I am definitely looking forward to like the rest of this season of the show um, and like what kind of other possibilities it'll, it'll hold for. We didn't talk about the tanks that we saw fight the Gungans. They were in this. Oh yeah. And uh, Wrecker makes his, his, his like own kind of like, yeah. Arm tank. Yeah, did you... Was there, like, any other, like, jokes or stuff like that 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 you liked? Um, probably. I'm just not thinking any. Yeah. But... But, yeah. you know, it's, it was an interesting series. I enjoyed as much as... Though, even though it sucked the way I had to watch it and how it got so interrupted, I did enjoy the first season. I enjoyed the storyline. Personally, the Omega stuff... Eh. Even though my theory is Omega was created to be a daughter for the chief scientist there. Yeah. Like that's why that was her whole purpose was okay, we're gonna do this in the name of making her force sensitive or whatever. But I also want a kid, so or maybe a pet of some sort. As you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to see like how more like how how like Omega um, her character develops a little bit more over the second season mm-hmm. too as she grows older because it also seems like there's like at least a few months time jump between season one and season two like enough for them to like repaint their armor and for her to get a helmet <laughs> <laughs> so and for her hair to grow a little bit more uh, but right no it's um the other thing I'm ex- half expecting is they're going to go to Tatooine for some reason. Which will make everyone think, Obi-Wan, you're going to see. But maybe they'll interact with Owen or something. Yeah. And young be, Luke. It could be interesting to see if they have any animated uh, and or characters in, the, in here at all. Mm-hmm. Since well, this is happening. Can you count Saw Gerrera? I guess. Well, I mean, I, I think it would be cool if we saw, uh, like... Luthen. Yeah, like Luthen or... Like maybe maybe we'll see cereal. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll be approached by Vel to go to um, Aldani, and they'll be like, "That's not our gig" or something like that. Yeah, because this is all the same time as timeline. Yeah. Andor is happening, so that that could be. I like. I don't think we'll see Andor Cassian himself in this, but it would be no. it would be interesting to see, like you said, like Luthen or maybe some of those other characters like Vel or uh, if anything. Um, They'll talk about the Eldani heist, yeah, that could, and it'll make it'll like reaffirm Echo being like, "See, we should have done that" or something. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool to see if like, if we do see any like events from and or intersect into this the second season of Bad Batch. That could be pretty depends. Cool. Uh, are they on the same canon level? Yeah. So that'll be it'll be. Very interesting to, to see if that happens. But, so that'll close out our Bad Batch Season 2 premiere. 
uh, animation fascination and hold the maneuver episodes. Uh, don't forget that you can follow us all individually on social media. Wherever we are. Yeah, for like us and the shows. All that information is in the show notes for the the video as well as the audio on YouTube and then Anchor, F Podcast, Spotify, wherever you're listening or watching. Uh, and then you can email Animation Fascination at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com or hold maneuver at holdapod at gmail.com. Uh, there's also Animation Fascination's website, which is animationfascination.net, uh, where you can find links also for the Animation Fascination and Hold Maneuver merch. So if you want shirts or magnets or stickers or what have you, links there. Check it out. <laughs> Uh, Trent Vactor edits Animation Fascination and Hold Maneuver episodes. I'm Mark Gilbert for myself, Mike Soren. Thank you for listening and make sure to tune in again next time. And as always, we are grateful to George Lucas for creating the Star Wars universe. <laughs> oh dear, thank the maker. <laughs>